Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Well, right now, it is Carnevale time, or Carnival, as it's known in other parts of the world. Now, you're probably thinking Venice... That's probably the first thing, city that comes to your mind when you think of Carnival, or perhaps New Orleans, or even Rio. Uh, but actually, you might not know that Carnival began in Rome. Like so many Christian holidays, not that Carnival is actually a Christian holiday, but it is part of the Christian year. Like so many Christian events, let's say, it is based on an ancient Roman pagan event, and that is Saturnalia. Now, Saturnalia happened much earlier in the year, in ancient times. It happened right around the winter solstice. And it was dedicated to the god of agriculture and liberation, who is Saturn. And it was all about wantonness and chaos and anything was permissible. Roles were reversed. So it was a week-long period in which masters had to serve their slaves. Men were permitted to dress as women and people were able to do lots of pranks and they were able to do things that were otherwise illegal, like gambling. It was kind of a crazy, raucous period. Now, of course, the period of year that Saturnalia took place on was eventually replaced by Christmas, which of course, as we know, is really nothing like the ancient Saturnalia. But the traditions of Saturnalia held on, but they were just pushed back a little bit later in the year to February or sometimes March, um, depending on whenever Lent happens. So Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, which is the beginning of a 40-day period of fasting and somber living. The idea was that you would celebrate, get your last hurrahs in before Lent began by having a lot of fun, doing some crazy things similar to what was going on in Saturnalia. So the practice was revived, in a sense, in Renaissance Rome. It started out as just a week-long period, but eventually stretched to be a two month long period, basically from the end of Christmas until Ash Wednesday was carnival. And lots of crazy things happened in Rome. They had bullfights in the streets. They had masked balls. That's probably the most famous thing about carnival. They had theatrical reenactments. But really the most important part of carnival in Rome were the races that they had. And all of the races happened on a street, a very long straight street, which, as you can imagine, Rome back in those days didn't have a lot of really straight, wide streets. So they used the Via Lata, which was an ancient Roman street that had stuck around. This street was eventually redubbed Via del Corso, or Street of the Race, one of Rome's most famous streets to this day. So this is the street where people would race down. Now, there were lots of different types of races. There was the race of the candles, in which uh, men would hold extremely tall candles and run down the street and try to, you know, whoever finished with their candle still lit would win. And it's a very long street if you've been to Rome. It stretches all the way from Piazza del Popolo to Piazza Venezia. There was also the race of the Berberi, which are the Berber horses. These horses were riderless and they would stick nails underneath their saddles to uh, spur the horses to run as fast as they could. And there were other even more atrocious 
races that I'm not going to mention because they're just horrible. But that is the main thing that would happen. And all of the buildings, the palaces along Via del Corso would be rented out by people who wanted to stand in the windows and watch the races. And when the races were not happening, people would just be in their carriages going up and down and up and down and up and down the street. So you'd be either be in the car- one of those carriages or you'd be in the windows watching. And the reason that people wore masks, of course, was because that way you could get away with more licentious behavior. Um, the other main thing that Carnaval is known for is for, you know, being able to eat whatever you want and specifically meat, because during the Lenten fast, the idea was you couldn't have any meat. Carnevale actually comes from the words carne levare, which means to take away meat. So it was the last chance to get meat. Today, things are a little bit different. So the Carnevale celebrations died out in Rome in the 18th century, and the city of Venice eventually took over and became famous for Carnival. And I would definitely suggest going to Venice during Carnival at least once in your life. I did my very first year in Rome, and I will never forget it. I'm terribly sad, though, that my all of my photos that I took were lost, uh, sadly. <laughs> um, but what can you do? Um, there's also some big events in the town of Viareggio, which is a seaside town not far from Pisa. And there they have a big parade with giant floats. So it's a very modern version of Carnevale, as opposed to the more traditional Venetian version. In Rome, Carnival is still celebrated. It's definitely not as big a deal as it used to be. It's definitely not as big a deal as it is in Venice and Viareggio. But you, if you find yourself in Rome for Carnival, you can take part in some fun events. One of the things you can do is head to Via Tiburtina on Marte di Grasso or Mardi Gras, which this year falls on the 25th of February. And they have a parade down that street. It's a little bit outside of the center, so you'll have to make a bit of a trek down there. There's a metro stop. Um, And they do have a parade with people in masks and costumes and horse-drawn carriages. But you can also find things a little bit more locally, sorry, a little bit more centrally in Piazza Navona and Piazza del Popolo and along Via del Corso. It depends on the year whether or not they really make a big deal out of it. There have been some years in Rome where they had little Commedia dell'arte troops running around and putting on little shows and I thought that was really fun it's really fun for the kids but it's also very traditional so you have people dressed in you know the sort of 17th century garb with the face masks and I think that they did a really great job there also have also been horse shows that take place in Via del Popolo you really just have to look online and they never post anything you know (laughs) more than a day or two before it happens so um I can't tell you in specific what's going to be going on, but um, you should probably be able to find some events happening in those three sites of the city. But Carnival today in Rome is really, it has really become a kid's event. It is the time of year when little kids dress up in costume. We have Halloween in the States and you dress as whatever you want. In Italy, they finally adopted the um, tradition of Halloween, but they take it very literally here. And you dress as a witch or a zombie or you know, a vampire or a mummy, you only dress as scary things. There's no like, it's Halloween, I'm going to dress as Spider-Man. I mean, Aurelio does, because I follow the US traditions. But uh, but generally, all the kids are dressed as scary things. Um, so to satisfy every child's desire to dress as their favorite superhero or a princess, 
they have Carnevale. So the kids get into this really early, maybe even two or three weeks before Mardi Gras. And you'll see little kids out in the street or even like in the supermarket with their parents in their costumes. So many times kids will just dress in costume for the entire period. Like every time they leave the house, they'll put their costume on. And the other thing that they do is they throw confetti everywhere. So if you're wandering through Rome in mid-February and you see confetti all over this, you know, in the cobblestones, that's why. And kids will generally go to Piazza Navona. That's kind of the main place, Piazza Navona or Piazza del Popolo, to just prance around and throw confetti and have a good time. And the last thing that really uh, we do during Carnival today, we don't really do the meat so much. It's more about the sugar. Two particular fried treats that you have to try if you're in Rome during Carnival. The first one is called frappe. Now, these have different names depending on what part of Italy you're you're in. But in Rome, they're called frappe. And they're basically thin, rectangular cookies. They kind of look like a really big cracker. And they have jagged edges. They're deep fried. And they're sprinkled with powdered sugar. And they're delicious. But they're not as delicious as castagnole, which are unbelievably good. You will die. They are... They basically look like donut holes, but they're made with rum. So they're a little bit richer than a donut hole would be. And they are deep fried as well. And they are covered in regular sugar. And they are just incredible. And I have a couple of places to recommend to pick these up. There's a very famous bakery in Rome called Pasticceria Regoli. This is on Via del Statato, which is in the Testaccio neighborhood. So this is kind of the most famous place in the city to get this. But my personal favorite recommendation is Forno Renella, which is in Trastevere on Via del Moro. It's a place that it's a really kind of big place that sells pizza by the slice, um, but they also sell pastries and their castagnole are unbelievable. So if you're in Rome this year before the 25th of February, please do yourself a favor and go to either Pasticceria Regoli or Forno Renella and get yourself some frappe and some castagnole. Buy some confetti, which they call coriandoli here. If you go into a store and ask for confetti, you're not going to get confetti. You're going to get chocolate. You're going to get sugared almonds. That is what Italians call confetti. So you need to ask for coriandoli. Get a big bag of it, any, any supermarket or any corner store during Carnival. And you can have a ball throwing confetti around the city and eating lots of deep fried sweets. I hope you enjoyed this bittersweet moment. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net.